Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And the reason I'm smiling like this is because our guest, Matt McCarl and Melinda, another great guest who's been on our show before, we were all talking about new things and laughing. So that's how we start our night. We have this little pre, you know what I should start doing is start rolling the show like 15 minutes early <laughs> and you guys see all the pregame and, um, and then you might, you go, oh my gosh, this is crazy what goes on here. That would be like the backstory of the backstory. So our show is sponsored tonight by New Leaf Hyperbaric and Wellness Center, where you can get all kinds of stuff done. Um, not only does Matt have air and lots of it, but you can also do this really, really super cool thing. Light therapy. So this is the light that feels so good. It has different lights, blue and red, and different, different things. And so I did one for recovery one time, and I've done them for all sorts of different things. And it's just an awesome experience. I'm sold on it. I mean, I he did that. Matt also did that when I had my broken wrist. When I get into the hyperbaric chamber, he'd put the ultraviolet red light on my wrist to help it heal faster. And I'll tell you, but when I said, I've done this twice and both times I come out of there just oh, feeling so much better. So it's really something new and different that you can try. And if you're looking for new and different, <laughs> that's what Matt does. Everything is new and different. So Matt's going to be on here tonight. We also have a guest on here to talk about um, that interesting story that happened to her, how Matt's work has helped him. The hyperbarics has helped her and also Miss um, Wheelchair. Did you know there's a thing called Miss Wheelchair? and not many people in Oregon do. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that as well. Um, our other, I mean, Bill London is here tonight also to talk, um, give us the day's news and what's happening. Uh, we have a lot of different sponsors tonight. Um, Albert Taylor, uh, Endless Possibilities. In fact, let me just show you a little bit about what they're all about. So, you know, Simon Sinek is very popular these days with Y. Well, the Y and DD, uh, not a lot of ambiguity there. OK, you know, I don't have to spend a lot of time explaining to new employees what we do and why we do it. It's very, very apparent, you know, versus, you know, you look at other things and, you know, you you look at it and say, you know, kind of what do we do? You know, why do we matter? Um, you know, why should I why should I feel good about my, my job every day? And I think that that is something that we provide for people is that 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 connection to a why that what you're doing makes a difference to the individuals, to the larger community is very, very, very clear. And I, and I think I think in this world with all the turmoil and everything that's going on, that sense of purpose and connection is very, very important. I think there's a lot of people out there looking for that. Taylor is a place where they have different kinds of homes, uh, group homes. They also come into people's homes with folks with different abilities and uh, help them do the things that they can't quite get done on their own uh, so that they can live a very normal and productive and really um, fulfilled life because they get to pick what they want to do. Um, you know, what, what kind of food they want to eat, where they get to go, what their, what their desires are for the day. And it's a really great organization. So Albert Taylor, they're always looking for employees and we found them quite a few through the show here. Just people like you out there going, I want to do something meaningful. And that is something super meaningful. Um, I'm going to play one more for you before we get to the rest of our show. So I don't miss out. 
Uh, Mercury Metal Design and Fabrication is another one of our sponsors. They're awesome people. They do everything from big, huge projects that they can't talk about, which she'll tell you. And then they can do anything like if you have a kitchen, you want to do metal work or something like that. Well, well I'll let Mike, uh, we call him uh, Mercury Metal Michael. Mercury Metal Design and Fabrication does in the name. We basically fabricate any type of sheet metal. We do any type of structural steel as well. We do chainsaw bar manufacturing. We also do CNC machining, uh, high-end laser cutting, uh, form and fab. We also do custom welding of any type of uh, stuff. We do some stuff on site, but not so much. But most everything in-house is all custom sheet metal fabrication. But a lot of the stuff we do for like, uh, there's one company, I can't really name the customer, but we do large uh, four by four land cruiser type things that go through and that you can live inside of them. They're solar powered, huge tires on them. <laughs> a lot of our stuff is on top of that. So that's good advertisement too. So Lane Community College came in and dropped this off. That This was basically an engine mount for a Cessna that was made between 1979 and 1985. So they asked us for a quick replication of it, made out of chromoly steel, exact measurements. So we'll take it, reverse engineer it, produce a bunch of them for them and give them some replicas because you can't find those anymore so they bring you the actual part and you recreate it yep yep our reverse engineering process yeah that's crazy who puts up with this that's what i don't understand bring the lion out bring the bring the lion um tonight on our show we're gonna have hey guys don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news. Yeah, there's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five. And so with all of our sponsors too, if you guys, you know, make sure that you're paying attention to them. So um, that's why they're here. They sponsor us and our content. And Matt is one of our sponsors, one of our longest sponsors. And that is with New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. And this is someone who Matt is sponsoring because Melinda happens to be uh, Miss Wheelchair Oregon 2022. But you also have been a longtime client of Matt's, it's, right? Is that right? That is correct. So you were having knee problems and you started going and doing hyperbaric treatment. Yes. Uh, well, it's been, what, five years? Uh easily five years yeah because it was i think before i ever started working at, yeah, at the hospital so yeah i started going because um i have had before i started seeing him there i um had surgery on my remaining leg that i have on my left side and it messed it up and so it didn't correct the issues i was having with arthritis and instead it affected then my entire leg especially from the knee down. And then I, um, so with the arthritis so severe, I was going to hyperbaric to help with that. And it helped with other issues because I wasn't walking correctly. So of course my lower back would hurt and So the hyperbaric really, really helps you out. It did, it definitely did. You so definitely can tell the difference if you stop going for an amount of time for like a week or two and you can tell. So Matt, uh, somebody's asking, so this will help with a bone and knee issue? Depends on what the bone and knee issue is. If you have like an arthritic joint, 
can help with the inflammation from the joint, so it can reduce the inflammation and the pain in the joint. If the bone happens to be broken, we can help it heal faster. So yeah, it really depends on what they mean by bone and knee issue. <laughs> so, so now Melinda, back to your story is you, so you, you go in and you have knee surgery and there's a complication and you end up having your, your leg amputated. So you have one leg and you're in a wheelchair now for the rest of your life. Yes, I went in last year in January of 2021 and I was going to get two knee replacements five weeks apart. I never did get that other leg fixed. They were going to try to realign it as well. The one I was having complications with the worst, but because both knees are, were bone on bone, they went ahead and did um, my right side first, January 7th of last year. And I woke up in PACU in excruciating pain an hour after I got out of surgery. And they found there was literally no blood flow from the knee down. And it dominoed from there. Um, I um, had allergic reaction to something that was given during the um, vascular surgery that followed immediately from taking me out of PACU right back into surgery again. And um, so I ended up almost passing away from that. They didn't expect me to live um, days following. Um, so they called my family in to my bedside um, yeah. because it was during COVID, you couldn't have visitors, but due to not expecting me to survive, they went ahead and let people come in. And, um, but of course I beat it. <laughs> Um, so yeah. they said yeah. that you obviously there. didn't pass away unless Matt and I are in an, in an alter <laughs> universe here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously this has been very difficult. Yes, it has. You found something that has kind of made it fulfilling for you. This yes. wheelchair, Oregon 2022. And you wrote me because you said people don't take this seriously. And so talk to me about that. Um, so since getting crowned, um, I have had people laugh because they think it's cute. Not laugh as in trying to be rude, exactly. It's more like, oh, you know, that um, woman's in a wheelchair with a crown on and a sash. I've had people say happy birthday. Um, it's like, it's not my birthday. Uh, and um, I had someone, because I do look 20 plus years younger than what I actually am, um, I probably look even younger um, with a tiara, I don't know, or actually I have to correct people when they say that, now I'm starting to say it. it's not a tiara, it is a crown. <laughs> I didn't get tiara I got crown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about what being tiara it is, but it doesn't sound pleasant, and I don't know that I want to do that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so so you, I had someone say once uh, I was up at a um, conference up in Portland recently, and they said, "What's your little sashy say?" Oh, I whipped my chair around so fast at him, I just turned back around. I go, "It says, Ms." wheelchair organ. Oh, it's real is what he said. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> Do you think that too, since you've been in a wheelchair, because what I've had friends that um, in the past that have been in um, lived experienced life through a wheelchair, 
And they said, people don't see the person anymore. They just see the wheelchair. Do you I have um, experienced a little bit of that as well. Um, and now that I'm in this competition with um, Ms. Wheelchair America, I've got to meet some of my new sisters that from the other states and we've zoom called and i have seen even more that yeah that's what they feel that's what they see and hearing the stories that they have to deal with it's just it's heartbreaking because and people will just go up to them and move them out of the way with their chair and it's like that's part of our body that is our legs that is what gets us around you wouldn't just go up to somebody who is ambulatory and like move them out of your, well, some people do, but it's not the correct thing to do. You just don't do that to another human. And um, yeah, some people just act like you don't matter. Yeah, I, I had a friend and he's passed away since then, but the first time I met him and he goes, did you see, because I walked in, I didn't know he was in a wheelchair. And I walked in, I look around the room and there's just one guy in the room in a wheelchair. So I keep looking and he looks over, he goes, I'm Adam. And I'm like, oh, and he says, did you see just me or the wheelchair? And I said, I saw the wheelchair because I was honest. And I changed my life because I've never looked at somebody again. People, did, did, should people bend down when they talk with you or did they, should they stay at the, at the at an upper level? Which, which do it you? It depends. I'll have people just like, if I'm coming into an office somewhere or something and they'll lean over the counter and, hi, how are you doing today? I get that. Um, I kind of am a little bit used to it just because like saying I look so much younger than what I really am. And so I've experienced that kind of attitude towards me, but it's different now. Um, I'll have people talk to whoever's with me and say, is this seat okay? Or is this part okay for her? Like if they are yeah. taking us to a table at a restaurant, it's like, well, her can talk. <laughs> um, no, I, I, but I think it's interesting from your perspective because with this friend of mine, he was um, also a little bit disabled, but not any, not in intellectually at all. And he said, people would come up and go, how are you? Are you, can I, can I help you into the restroom? And it was like, I don't need you to help me to the restroom, but you coming from an ambulatory um, to now into this. So you've entered into this world where a let it, it, it's a perceived disability. Um, you know what I mean? And now, so you're coming at it from a different, I think this is fascinating because what, how do you want people to treat you, Melissa? What do you want? How do you want them to treat you? Um, I think that any, so it's up to everybody in this world to make sure everybody feels human and everybody feels heard, seen. I mean, you just, that's how I think everybody should just be treated. And like we, we all are normal. I mean, there is no normal. I mean, we all have something. There's yeah. always something, even if you can't visibly see it. And yeah, we all just need to be more respectful to each other and stop the stigma for like anybody who is disabled in any kind of way, whether it's mental or physical. And, yeah. and we all can do things just because you're disabled doesn't mean you just belong in like a certain group. I mean, we all should be together. And that's where I want my platform is adapting America for all. 
So it goes beyond just physical because my youngest having autism and right. epilepsy, I got to experience how he was treated in school. And since pulling him out of public school when he was in junior high, because I had enough, because nobody would listen to me when I was advocating for him in his IEP meetings. So we pulled him out and put him in military school where there's no special ed class. He's treated just like anybody else. Of course, he has some things where if he needs extra help with math or with something. But yeah, he's just like everybody else. What I've been asking for for his life and he is about to graduate this year and he's doing a lot better than what he was in public school. So for you, is that why this Miss Wheelchair Oregon <clears throat> is so important? Because you, you've, you've always had a voice, but this gives you a platform. Yes. Uh, and is that your platform? Is that, damn it, we're all just people and don't, don't just treat each other well. You know, and don't judge, you know, like if you're at a grocery store and a kid's freaking out, just shut up and mind your own business. Don't go assuming this is a bad parent because it may be a child with autism that you know nothing about and you've never had to deal with that. So just mind your own business and be kind to people. Is that kind of your platform? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, and I definitely want to mm -hmm. also get some books that talk about for children that talk about disabilities and anybody who's just different and go to schools. And if we could start them young like that, really understanding, you know, it's not okay to bully other kids. It's not okay to like be disrespectful to other people that you feel are different. There's just no reason to be like that. And that it's not scary to see someone without a leg or in a wheelchair or just with any kind of disability, um, even if they're deaf or blind um they're still just like us like the rest of us and so last thing i'm going to ask you and i don't i hope <clears throat> I, I know you will take this right i hope the audience will give me a, a, a slight break here um the, the the trolls that like to t attack me um um so has this uh how do i say, i i want you to take this the right way this is not a good thing what happened is not a good thing and you will continue to seek whatever you need to do. But have you found like something of a different part of your voice because of what happened to you? I have. So would you have ever thought when you woke up and your leg was amputated that you would be in this position, Miss Wheelchair 2022, and you have a damn voice that you never had before. Um, I mean, I've always been one to advocate for others because of working in the nursing and medical field for 17 years. But I know when I woke up, I thought, gosh, there goes my career. Um, there goes any dream I ever had. I'll never get to go even zip line. And I thought about that or go on the back of a motorcycle again, or like all these things. And I thought, okay, what do I have in life now? I don't have a leg. Um, I'm just going to be even uglier and this and that. And I just was like, um, so I definitely, I think everybody I've heard that has an amputation or something like that happen to them or become paralyzed. We, you'll, think those kind of things. And so I knew that one day I would figure this out of why I'm going through it. 
Um, and so I went through that grieving process because you feel like you just lost yourself. And yet I feel stronger. I definitely feel like I have a voice and I could speak up for anybody who doesn't have that voice that can't um, stand up for themselves and um, and try to change how the world is and make it adapting for everybody. Um, being able to go into a restaurant and know that you have room to go even into the restroom and get move, you know, get around in your chair. Because going places, you have to plan it ahead of time. And even then, sometimes you're like, well, I guess I can't go and do that trip or I can't go to that store or, um, yeah, things are just definitely sidewalks. I've been stuck here in Springfield. I am so glad you're doing what you're doing because my brother-in-law experiences life in a wheelchair and, you know, you go on some curbs and you're like, Does, has anybody in a wheelchair ever been on this curb that's death defying and like this? Oh, it slants and all the able-bodied people go, oh, well, it's wheelchair accessible. No, you get in a freaking wheelchair and you go 40 miles an hour down that thing and then you tell me this is safe. So there's people like you who can now stand up for people like him. And I want to give a plug really fast to Todd over at Cafe 440. Um, he purposely leaves tables because we go there with, uh, with my brother-in-law quite a bit. He purposely leaves fewer tables in so that people with different abilities and wheelchairs can come in and go in and get in there and you will feel totally safe. And they, and their employees, I'll, I'll give, they look at you, they'll ask you what you want. They don't ask the person sitting next to you. They are, it's, it's like a perfect place for people with different abilities because that's what Todd's all about. So if you haven't been there, go in there and you tell him I told you that and he'll just, he'll give you a big old hug and all that kind of stuff. But you keep doing what you're doing, Melissa. Thank you so much for writing me and doing this. I think this is an important conversation to have. And I really appreciate what you're doing for our Thank community, you. our state, and also for my brother-in-law. All right. I'm going to talk to this Matt guy for a minute. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, she's, aren't you proud to have people like that in your life that you get to help you know, I mean, you're part of her story, Matt, you know? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily that I'm proud. I just, it, it's what I do. It fills my soul to do things like that for, you know, and help folks like that. That's why, you know, I mean, people ask me, why, why do you still volunteer as a fireman? You know, you're busy doing this. And I'm, because that's what I do because it's just kind of wired into me. I just, just, but I feel the need to do. Right. It's who you are. So, the thing is, is, is there any new research we should be talking about with hyperbarics or light therapy? Because there's so much going on. I, I do, honestly, I do read the articles that you post because right. I've done, I'm interested. I mean, because it's always I, so many new things. Well, uh, what did I set them? Oh, okay. Hold on, sorry. I don't know if it's necessarily new, new um, articles and things. If you guys aren't on Matt's page, the New Leaf Hyperbaric Wellness Center, you should get on his Facebook page because he they post articles regularly and you can find out it's on all kinds of, because that oxygen helps with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So what we do have, though, there, there's we're able to start getting pamphlets that they're putting down that has specific, the specific articles and things in there for stuff like Alzheimer's and dementia. And stuff like COVID and how Hyperxin helps with COVID. So we're getting, we went from just in the last year having 11 of those on for specific different things like ADD, 
um, strokes, inflammation, stuff like that, to now we have over 16 of them. Wow. Yeah. I and mean, just in we, last year, they've added five more. It's Yeah, and they're just they're starting to have so much data now. And the cool part is, is working with groups like that where they can put it in nice little pamphlets so folks can find it very easily. When, you know, we have them on our, you know, folks are always like, hey, can I grab some? Yeah, absolutely. Take, take as many as you want. So when you started this, you know, you knew it was good. You wouldn't have invested the money in it. But <laughs> right. you, had, you had no clue what they were going to find out with how important that oxygen, that pure oxygen is to the body. Well, I kind of had, you know, a really great understanding of hyperics and everything already from doing everything I've done in the medical field and seeing hyperbaric chambers and knowing that they've used them for a long time. <clears throat> it's amazing how quickly this particular field of hyperbarics is expanding so quickly. Like just in the last month or so, I've had a few folks, I can't remember exactly how many there were, people reach out to me and think, hey, I want to open a clinic. I live X, Y, and Z. Hey, I want to know how, you know, and so I'm branching out into trying to help those folks because I want to, I want the field to expand and I want people to help other folks with it. You know, like we talked about last month or when I was in Puerto Rico helping folks down there. And that's not necessarily a clinic. That's just a chiropractor who wants to have hybrids available for his clients. These are folks that are coming to me specifically to like, hey, my brother and my nephew did hybrids, but we had to travel to three states away to get hyperics. And it was really expensive because they were going to a hybrid clinic that specialized maybe like in wound healing. So they had to pay like $400 an hour for hyperics. <clears throat> and so they called me and they want to do a clinic because they learned about us here. And then we did, after several conversations, they realized that they don't need those big, heavy duty, super expensive machines. Right. They can do the same thing with the machines I'm using and help more folks more cost effectively. So Matt, Ann wants to know, does this help? Can this help below the knee amputee with nerve pain? Uh, if she's speaking of phantom pain, which I believe that's what she would probably be speaking of, yes, it can help with that. I've had several folks that have the phantom pain, especially when they're in the chamber. They tell me their phantom pain definitely goes away while they're in the chamber. And if they do treatments regularly, then it starts to where it diminishes when they're out of the chamber as well. Um, is it covered by Medicare? Uh, not what I, all the stuff we do here is off label per the FDA. So no Me, insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, all that stuff covers only 14 to 15 major conditions, stuff that you're going to be in a hospital for normally anyway. But Loris, it, it's not very cost. It's not very costly. And Matt has different. No, 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 no. Yeah. We try to, of, you know, <laughs> your first session is only $55 and we try to, most of all our clients pay between like 65 and $90 a session. Which reminds me, our big sales coming up in a couple of weeks too. Our May Day special, where folks can get, they can fill their account for seventy dollars a piece, as many as they want to put on there. That's a one day sale, though. Ooh, bone infections. That's no fun. Um, it can help the if they're on antibiotics. It can help the antibiotics work better. And Ann said, "Thank you for the information. She's going to pass that on to whoever has it needed it." So. T talk to me just a, just a little bit um, about <laughs> toe bone. I, I love this. This is becoming. We should talk, call this uh, times with non-doctor Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Oh, trust me, I'm not a doctor. I think I saw a book like that recently, <laughs> or there's a podcast or something about that. So light therapy. Book. What are you seeing new with the light therapy? I um, love, I love <clears throat> light therapy. We're finding a lot of folks just are really enjoying the light therapy and the power bed. It's quantifying what the hyperbarics does and the hyperbarics quantifies what it does. Is it's just really cool extra modality. I'm using it. Like I was just talking with Melinda earlier. Um, I developed, you know, back in the day when people would play the Nintendo, they had this thing called Gamer's Thumb. Well, I think they're going to rename that to Scroller's Thumb because now right there, I'm off camera, right there, this tendon, it's a really cool, funky name because I talked to my doctor about it and he told me what the actual name of it was. Um, it's just this tendon's inflamed all the time from chronic repetitive motion syndrome. And using a light pad on this at night has made a huge difference with that. So, anemia. Somebody says, can it help with anemia? Uh, I want to say I've seen a couple of studies on that. I have to go back and do some more looking. I know that folks that are that have sickle cell can't use the hybrid chamber with the extra oxygen. They have to start with just 21% room air at first until they build up and things start getting better for them. So you guys, so, yes, it does. I know, and it also does, you know, pr promote cell reproduction, vasogenesis, and all that stuff. So, so you guys, if you have other questions, Matt is always available. Um, you mm -hmm. Just call into the office at New Leaf Hyperbarics in Eugene, <clears throat> and Matt can talk with you. He can help you. His staff is really knowledgeable. They can help you. Um, you know, it's we're not saying it's a miracle cure and it's going to take care of everything, but oxygen in the hyperbaric chamber can do a lot of good for a lot of people. And, you know, in, in this day and age, don't we know acupuncture? It works. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that work. Um, you don't have to go taking drugs. You can hop in that tank. And how many Motrin is that like? Uh, 40 or 12,000 milligrams of ibuprofen. And also our overseeing physician, when he does, when we do our, our extra each year or continuing ed, he likes to remind us that oxygen is just a supplement, just like vitamin C and everything else. The problem is out there, we don't get enough of it. In a right. chamber, you're getting four times the amount that you can normally get, and it's making it five times more readily accessible to every cell. So if you can give your body the tools it needs, it can do a lot of things to make life better. All right. Matt McCarl, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness. Thank you. Melinda, thank you so much for being brave and bold mm -hmm. and a voice. And <clears throat> I'm really, we're, I, I got cool friends. Oh, one more quick little plug, Rick. One more quick little, sorry. And this is for Melinda too. Next Saturday, the 23rd, there's a Power On With Limb Loss event over at the Bob Kiefer Center in Springfield. So if you guys oh, would like to know more about limb loss and how to deal with that, a young lady puts on an event all day over there called the Power On with Limb Loss event. It's at the Bob Kiefer Center. So, so Matt, would you go in when you get off and put it in the comment section for people just what it is? Oh, so yes. Then they'll all get it when you're done, okay? Yeah, I'm putting it right now. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, Good take care. Tell Good you. Give her a big hug. Absolutely. Okay. See you later. There you go. That's awesome. And I, you guys, you really need to try it and find out what's going on with it. Because I said, you know, it's one of those things I hear so many people go, you know, I've been meaning to do that. Well, get your butt in there and do it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on in our bodies. I love it, it just makes me feel better when I get done. So um, one of our other sponsors, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, he sponsors our new segment with uh, Bill London every night. So let's get Dr. Bratlin on here and he's so quiet about his opinions and then we'll have Bill with our news. 
This is Dr. Michael Bradley from Chris Dental. For all those of you that sat back and did nothing while our civil liberties were taken away from us the last two years, shame on you. Shame on you for not fighting for our kids to be back in school and not having to wear masks. Shame on you for buying into political science, not actual science. For all those who did nothing next time, and there will be a next time, don't be complacent. Actually fight back. Good evening from the News Radio 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, host of the Wake Up Call, heard Monday through Friday morning, 6 AM to 9 on KPNW. Uh, and on the on the World Wide Web, we stream. Wow, look at us go. Technology. And I just noticed, I, I have baby bird here today. It's like angry old man Tweety Bird. All right, here's a look at some of the stories. Um, so today, the Eugene City Council is having or had their work session discussing banning the use of natural gas for energy in new buildings. Now, according to their staff report, and this was publicly published, for the purposes of this work session, staff have presumed that council's request is for a path to prohibit natural gas in newly constructed buildings, not a path for prohibiting all energy sources except electricity in newly constructed buildings. The discussion about changes to the city code would require all newly constructed residential, commercial, and industrial buildings be electric only beginning January 1st of 2023. Oregon's jobless rate fell again last month, which is a good thing, dropping down 3.8% from 4.0% in February. Unemployment right now is at the lowest level since COVID-19 upended the state's economy, and it's near the historic lows that predated the pandemic. The Oregon Employment Department says Oregon regained about nine out of 10 jobs that were lost during the pandemic recession. So last year, Portland broke a distressing record. 2021 brought with it an all-time high in homicides. And while the Portland City Council tries feebly to grow its police force after publicly excoriating law enforcement officers in that city for almost two years, and while it puts up orange traffic barrels to staunch murders, the City of Roses now is on the path to break last year's record. Portland Police Bureau Homicide Detective Sergeant Michelle Hughes says most of their cases are coming from shootings in homeless camps and gang violence. On Monday night, Portland had its 28th homicide of the year, and police responded to four homicides from Thursday night of last week to late last Monday night. A California timber businessman, who also happens to be the nation's largest landowner, has now jumped into Oregon politics with big contributions to campaigns seeking to wrest control of state government from Democrats. Sierra Pacific Industries is owned by Red Emerson, and that company, well, he's the owner, contributed $200,000 to, wait for it, Betsy Johnson, the former Democratic state senator, who happens to be running as an unaffiliated candidate for governor. It's the third largest single contribution 
that has been made to Johnson. And now she has more than $6.2 million that she's raised since the beginning of January of 2021. The company also gave $250,000 in February to bring balance to Salem. It's a political action committee that was formed late last year. So far, it's raised $1.6 million. And both of the campaigns aim, aim at curtailing Democratic political dominance in Oregon state government. As you well know, Democrats currently control the governorship, both chambers of the legislature, the Secretary of State's office, the Treasury, the Attorney General, both U.S. Senators, and four of five seats of Oregon's delegation to the U.S. House. Johnson is hoping to become the first non-Democrat elected governor since Vicatia in 1982. Well, Oregonians broadly support funding educational programs, but recent statewide survey respondents generally lacked support for their local school boards. Only 36% of those polled said they feel their school board represents their values and beliefs. Another 38% said that they don't feel represented by their local school board. And 26% said, I don't know. The Oregon Values and Belief Center's latest survey, which polled 1,563 Oregon residents ages 18 and older, found that Democrats are more likely than Republicans to voice support for their school boards in their areas. The 26% of respondents who said they were unsure about their local school board indicated a lack of familiarity with the work and decisions of elected education officials, but that isn't the case everywhere. Last year saw a public rift between school leadership and residents, for instance, in Newburgh, where a school board voted to ban staff from displaying political or controversial flags, apparel, or images like Black Lives Matter or LGBTQ pride flags on school district property. Well, a few months after that vote, the school board fired its superintendent without cause, and the fallout from the controversial board decisions led to two unsuccessful recall efforts against Newburgh school board members Dave Brown and Brian Shannon. The election revealed sharp public divide on whether the school board represented its community, but that said, 52% of voters opposed the recalls, 48% voted in favor. Now, a large number of respondents to the poll, cite political influences in their disapproval of their local school boards. While Oregonians are split on whether being, they're being served and represented by local school leadership, the survey actually showed broad support, a little above 70%, for an array of taxpayer-funded family support services like tutoring, sports, after-school clubs, children's health care, and youth mental health services. All right. That's a look at the stories. Now, Rick, roll out the reel. I bet that's got people in the Republican and Democratic Party so scared that Betsy Johnson's got all that money now coming in at her. And they're trying, they're going to go on the attack even more. You guys, you need to find out more about Betsy Johnson because she's your only hope. Um, you know, there's a lot of good Republicans running. Um, I'm sure there's some good Democrats running, but they don't really want to come on my show because they have a pre preconceived notion about what I'm doing. Um, and, and I don't care. Um, <clears throat> but in the bo the bottom line in Oregon is I think Bessie's got your best chance. And um, I know her and she's the real deal. Um, she believes what she believes. Uh, she and I don't agree on everything. But if you're one of those voters who says, here's my issues, you have to agree with me. <laughs> You're, 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 
that's why we're where we're at right now. <laughs> or you are. That's why Oregon is in the in the in the shithole where it is, is because you've been one you 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 have to find people that are going to do what's good for Oregon, not gonna do what you want necessarily. Because what should be what every Oregonian wants is what's good for Oregon. And that's not shoving things down rural Oregon's throat, and that's not pressuring people. But the more they tear at her, the more I love her. <laughs> and she'll stand up to them. So anyway, tomorrow night, um, uh, we are going to talk about lung disease. And Reach the Beach is a big fundraiser in Oregon that goes from Portland to Pacific City. We're going to have someone from their staff on to talk about it's back this year. It's been gone for two years. That's uh, a huge fundraiser. But we're going to talk about more than that. Um, did you know that, what was, which, is the, which is the lung problem? Radon. Um, poisoning, I'm going to say, and I may be the wrong word, is the second leading cause of lung cancer in, in the country. Um, and I think most of us don't know that. Here in Montana, radon's a big deal. And people actually, we check it when we're looking for a home and you have to do radon abatement if, it's, if they have it in the house. It's not as big a deal in certain parts of Oregon, but it's something we need to be concerned about. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow um, with this expert. And I just got off the phone with a woman who is a Holocaust survivor because on the 28th is Holocaust Survival Remembrance Day. And she was there as a kid um, in the concentration camps. And she's agreed to come on and talk with us. Um, there's also some, uh, <clears throat> some, some noise being made here in Montana uh, in Missoula after the school board is uh, trying to teach 15-year-olds um, uh, sexual orientation information and parents are not happy about it. So I'm trying to work with them to try to get somebody like that on uh, soon. We're also going to talk later this month about the open primary. There's a new petition to get that going in Oregon. And that's another thing you folks in Oregon need to do is open your damn primary, take control of the primary away from the Republicans and the Democrats. You pay for it and they get to use it. So if you don't get to use it, if you're a non-affiliated voter, you don't get to vote in the primary unless they tell you you can. Well, I'm sorry. You don't get to tell me what I get to do with my money. And so you need to open the primary. Uh, again, we want to thank our sponsors, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, and Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities for All People. I'm Rick Dancer. Thanks for being, um, oh, hold on. Cece's got a comment and I got to get to. I wish more schools would hear Holocaust stories from the source. Yep, and they're not, and they're not going to be around much longer. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's crazy, um, and we're going to hear this lady. She's so sweet, and uh, she's agreed. We did a little FaceTime, and and she lives in Montana somewhere, and uh, she had did a little FaceTime with me, so she's coming on. All right, you share this on your page, would you? Um, that really helps us with uh, getting the word out, and it helps our sponsors, which is what we're here for too, to help you and to also help our sponsors. All right, I think I'm going to go sit in the hot tub. Hmm. It's really cold outside. So from here to there, it's going to be miserable. But you know what? I need that tonight. <laughs> um, Mark has been on many times, Carrie. Um, love, I really like the guy. And if I was going to vote in the primary, I he'd be one of my people I'd vote for probably. Um, but in the end, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be too big of a race like this, and the Democrats are going to push Tina Kotek in there. And if you get Tina Kotek, you are in deep, deep, deep shit.